the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. But I do understand consent. My mom will start to worry. Definitely text her right and now. Be pacing the floor. Here's the code, and there is the so door. So really, I better scurry. I am gonna stand over now here. Maybe just a half a drink you more. You are in control of this the thing. The neighbors might think. Invite them over if you like. Say what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how. Just walk right out the door. The spell. I do know how. Merry Christmas. Christmas 2018, when we all have to be politically correct, and that is in, that includes our music, and you've just been listening to an appropriately updated version of the Christmas classic, Baby It's Cold Outside, now it's Baby Just Go Outside, I'm just going to stand over here, you know, not in your way, this is totally consensual, um, that's that's that, that's that's where that's where the culture is going. So not only does Christianity and the Bible have to change with the times, but so does our culture and music. So here on Unite IE Radio, we are keeping up with the, we are we are keeping up with what we're supposed to be doing. So we don't want to offend anybody. So we will not be playing. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And we've also been informed that now that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is now politically unacceptable, so you will not be hearing that on this program. Well, White Christmas, of course, is racist and xenophobic, so that's part of the reason why we can't go after that. How about Santa Claus is coming to town? That's fake news. Santa Claus doesn't really come to town. It's fake news. Well, the Democrat Party does. Kind of, kind of the same thing. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That's anti-feminist. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go every single Christmas carol that I think we could uh, name, and I've got about 20 of them here um, (laughs) from I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus that promotes adultery to Blue Christmas implies male boy righteousness. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And with that, let's introduce our culturally and uh, gender diverse uh, studio. Uh, to our listening audience, we have a guest here who is someone that would probably care to comment on this. She comments on quite a bit. She's a member of the Southern California News Group, uh, an employee, rather, would you say? A columnist. A columnist with the Southern California News Group. She also graces the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association with her uh, brain trust. Uh, we're talking about Susan Shelley, who is in studio with us today for the entire hour uh, to wax eloquently about culturally appropriate topics. Well, I'm just tired of political correctness. It's taking all the fun out of everything. You know, people are not made of sugar, and I don't know why they're so sensitive about everything. It's just a song. It's not it's it's not discrimination on wages or benefits or hiring or education. It's just a song. Why is everybody so hyper about this? Because? Because it's about control. It is about subduing the freeness of speech and controlling what you can say and then what you can, what you can, what, what people can think. 
Well, we now know exactly how Ted Lieu, congressman from California, feels about free speech. He would end it if he could, except for that pesky little First Amendment in the Constitution. Wasn't that something? That it was really a, was. A little window into California Democrats. You know, in, in Washington, they're not so powerful, but in California... They own the place, Ted, and this is their attitude. And what we're referencing is uh, Ted Lieu on MSNBC, who who was talking about, uh, in a conversation essentially about Google, the hearings uh, on Google this week, uh, as to whether or not they put their finger on the scale regarding everything from elections. I mean, there's more evidence that Google interfered with the U.S. presidential election in 2016 than the Russians. Yeah, Let's they, just leave it right there. Right. They just didn't interfere enough. So they're not, they're not they're no, not they're make the, that mistake again. No, they're the preferred interferer of the uh, far left. That's why we'll never actually get a proper airing of that. Well, my there, belief. There was a report, a Google internal report, if I remember correctly, that said they they did work to try and turn out the Latino vote in Florida and one other state, but they were shocked and disappointed that those voters went for Trump, which wasn't their plan. So that was so. Get us back on track, Greg. Coming, there's, there's a common theme here, and that is the free speech. Benjamin Franklin said that to subdue the liberty of a nation, you must first subdue the freeness of speech. And that's ultimately what all of this is about. Because for Lou and the Democrats, yeah, the First Amendment's there, but they don't need the government to suppress speech. They have the big damn tech companies to do it. They have the credit card companies to do it for them. They have economic pressure. They have uh, uh, just the, the, the liberal mob. So if you're, if you're going to say something that's controversial that they don't like, they're going to gang up on you. They may try to get you fired. They may try to get your business, put out of business. Our friend Jim Riley owns Riley's Farms. He has a case in court right now. Is he sent out some politically oriented tweets? You know, someone made, heaven forbid, a sarcastic remark about Stormy Daniels. You shall not take the name Stormy Daniels in vain. Apparently not. <laughs> and uh, they, the, the lefties organized a boycott. Private boycott's one thing. But then they got school districts to stop sending their kids. Because for decades, school districts in this area have been sending their children, their students, to Riley's Farm for historical reenactments. And some of them stopped doing that. So he's suing one of them, Claremont District, in federal district court. And that so, could, so be, it's all, so it's that could all be quite a, a case. It's, it's all a common theme of restricting the freedom of speech and being able to then control what people know and what people think. Hey, well, I'm all about it. Guess what I just got as a gift? I got the handbook of Antifa. You know the one Keith Ellison held up at a bookstore? There's mm -hmm. a handbook? Someone just, yes, there's a handbook on how to organize as a member of Antifa. Everything from setting up your local Antifa chapter to how to, you know, whack people over the head with bicycle locks. It's all there. It's, it's awesome. So... Well, that's protected by the First Amendment. You can put that out there. You can put the handbook out there. But my point is Antifa, free speech. They do not want people exercising their free speech in their chosen, uh, what would you call Portland, Oregon now as it relates to the the far left movement? Uh, it, Portland seems to be their, their- North Caracas. Their zero, yeah, their ground zero yeah. is what I was yeah, looking it's, for, it's, North uh, Caracas. Headquarters now for yeah, the- it's, it's, it's North movement. Caracas. Yep. It's, uh, but at any rate, um, yeah, freedom of speech is, is absolutely uh, important. Um, and they do want to take it away. Now, uh, 
We have, interestingly, speaking of freedom of speech, this is protected free speech, but you wonder about their motivation. Apparently, a group of professors from the Gender and Women's Studies at a university in, oh, guess what, Illinois, wants to abolish the police, ICE, borders, and the whole judicial system. That's what a group of professors, which I now would call activists, want to are advocating for they're actually advocating a platform that would involve the abolishment of police ice borders and the judicial system and what i want to know is if they do all that who's going to protect them well i was on a campus once listening to a presentation about how you could how how the people on campus could use the enterprise system to raise money for different things that they were doing. And there were so many rules about who could come on campus and how they had to fill out the forms and how they had to be approved. And the punchline was he stands there and he says, we can't have just anyone coming into our campus. Well, in this campus, they all support open borders. We can't have just anyone coming into the country, but you should see how they protect themselves from that kind of thing. That is epic, Susan. That is beautiful. Is this something you've written about? I have not, but I probably should. Yeah, that that really does, because the 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 limits of hypocrisy have completely been exploded when it comes to uh, what unfolded this week with Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer having that epic battle in front of the world about, you know, how Nancy and Chuck aren't going to allow a wall. Donald Trump says, well, if it requires the shutdown of a government, I'll gladly wear that because that's what people elected me. And the wall has become not so much a an element of national security and border security, but it's become more a symbol of democratic hypocrisy, which is uh, – Exactly what you just exactly said. And, and Chuck Schumer sits there and says walls don't work. Of course they work. This is why people have walls around the Capitol and you have to go through security to get into the building now. And this is why there are walls around communities, walls around celebrities houses, probably walls around Nancy Pelosi's house. Walls do work. And walls work mm-hmm. to the extent that Chuck even act, uh, advocated for them in a speech. And I forget who it was before, but it's a clip of him talking about what we needed to do to secure this nation against people coming into it illegally. Um, and, and I believe a wall was an element of that. Absolutely. That's when the Democrats still didn't understand the political ramifications of immigration and how that operates in their favor. And California is an example, first and foremost, of this is what you get with mass immigration. But now they figured it out. We need to take a real quick break, and then we're going to come back with a full hour with Susan Shelley here on the Unite IE Radio Show. My name is Don Dix, my co-host Greg Britton, every Saturday at 4 p.m. right here on AM 590, The Answer. You can tune us in, and Susan has a treasure trove of stuff that she's going to share with us about how things aren't going to get any better in California. Oh, change my mind, Susan. And I will. We'll be right back after this. And we'll even let Susan get a word in edgewise in our, ne- in, in our, in our coming segment. <laughs> After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS9873, and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. AM590. The answer. I simply must go. Uber is right outside. The answer is no. Seriously, right outside. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We're celebrating a politically correct Christmas by playing that song. The new Christmas classic, Baby Just Go Outside. Yeah, but you know what? I miss Dean Martin's, uh, you know, eloquent. I mean, Dean Martin had had it when it came to singing. There's a certain, I don't know, el- je ne sais quoi about Dean Martin's singing that just isn't present in this you version. Know, Dean Martin is so, is so smooth. It's so white supremacist, so, in, so male patriarchal. You know, that's, you know. We shouldn't even be mentioning his name anymore. The swashbuckling, drink-holding, cigarette-smoking guy. More strikes. I mean, he smokes cigarettes. Right. In fact, I watched, you know, the Dean Dean Martin and that crew, the Rat Pack, they used to do these celebrity roasts back in the uh, early 70s. And I just happened to watch one last night with Foster Brooks. It was great. Foster Brooks, who who comes up and does this uh, stumbling fool of a a drunk act. Uh, there, There just hasn't been... Fun and humor like that since then. Susan Shelley joins us in studio on the United Inland Empire radio show. She and we is, did promise to get let her get a word in edgewise in this segment. Well, she has promised to, to help us to feel better about 2019 uh, going forward, given the specter of a Gavin Newsom governance. So, Susan... Well, I'm just going to help be, us. I'm going to be optimistic because I have an optimistic nature, and I just do not believe that we're going to give up on California. Okay. All things change. Things do not stay the same. Even when you want them to, they don't stay the same. And the Democrats will not survive this. Supermajorities don't last. That's just history. So let me read you from an interview that Jerry Brown, our outgoing governor, our four-time governor, our record-breaking governor, Jerry Brown, we, we have had other governors. No one can recall that, but we have had other governors. We One day we're going to have another governor again, a Republican governor, one day. This is what Jerry Brown said. The weakness of the Republican Party has let the Democratic Party, I think, go get further out than I think the majority of people want, Brown said. So there's plenty of opportunity for Republicans if they just pause, look at the world as it really is, and try to come up with something in the tradition of Lincoln and Eisenhower and other great Republicans. That's Jerry Brown saying that the Democrats are going too far. The pendulum swings, and this is how. 
So the question is, is there going to be enough sane people after four years of Newsom left in California to make a difference? Well, that's a possibility. Or will the left, the, the Democrat, the people who register Democrats, the Hispanics, the, the people who share, there's plenty of Democrats that share uh, the value system of, I think, the Republican platform. You've got faith, you've got uh, so many things that the Hispanic culture stands for hard work uh, enterprise faith-based values when you really sit down there was a there was an epic wave of re-registrations taking place out in the palm desert because they actually put up a billboard that said hispanic values are republican values and they listed them off faith uh heart you know enterprise hard work and they actually had a stream of people coming in to re-register, not just because of the billboard, although that's how they found them, but because of exactly what you said, Susan. They felt things had gone too far. Okay, but Raul Reeves won that district, the Democrat, by 15 to 20 points. Yeah, but it just hasn't had time to mature. I mean, what you're talking about happened all over California. So if Jerry Brown's right, then at some point, that majority that Raul Ruiz got has got to diminish in order for Jerry's, uh, you know, optimism or, or or concern about the left going too far left and Susan's optimism for that to actually uh, kick into gear. Right. And let me give you two more examples of the Democrats being nervous. Okay. Ricardo Lara posted a tweet. He's he's our new insurance commissioner, the former senator. He he uh, he posted a tweet about George H.W. Bush's funeral that said we must be cautious against nostalgia for a gone political time. And it was it was really in very bad taste. The timing of it was in bad taste. The content was in bad taste. And he deleted it. But before he deleted it, somebody grabbed a screenshot. And what it told me is that he's worried about people becoming, in his words, nostalgic for a different kind of government. They're worried already. Hmm. They haven't taken office yet with their. And who is majority. Ricardo Lara for those? That- he's a state senator who has just been elected insurance commissioner, and he's the one who wanted to do Medi-Cal for all. He he's the one who wants. A, he he's wants- got a lot of company at the top end of the yes, of the of the executive branch well, the, here. The plan is to make the the plan in Senate Bill five sixty two, which I think he introduced, was to make private insurance in California illegal. Illegal. And everyone in the state, whether you're a Boeing retiree with a pension that you you gave up salary for during your negotiations to get good pension benefits, whether you're that or you're a teacher or you're a senior citizen on Medicare or you're an illegal alien entitled to no benefits, you would all be on the same government policy. That was Senate Bill 562, estimated to cost roughly twice the entire California budget. You know, it's interesting, Greg, what Susan just said, because what she just said was contractually agreed upon benefits would be thrown to the side under this particular bill, 562. Isn't that the reason that they tell us that they can't redo the pensions in California? Because they're contractually agreed upon, and we can't bust that contractual bond between state uh, public workers in general and the the state. We can't bust that bond, and yet 562, they were willing to do the very same thing for their agenda. Exactly what they would have done. And Ricardo Lara, who introduced that and defended it and defends it still, is our new insurance commissioner, of all things. He defeated Steve Poisoner who was extremely well qualified for the position and would have been excellent. And instead, we've got someone who thinks that private insurance should be illegal in California. I just wonder what, where the legislators are going to get their health insurance. 
somehow I don't think it's going to be Medi-Cal. I don't think it will be, no. So it's not going to happen. They're they're going to try to do this, and then the bill will come in. And just like you're seeing this bill with, with trying to raise a tax on text messages, they're trying to tax everything. They wanted to tax drinking water in the last session, and they didn't have the votes. This time they have the votes. Are they going to tax drinking water? Statewide, you're not you're not doing a good job of convincing me to be optimistic about the future. We, we, we haven't we, have, well, we, have, we haven't seen the, okay, we right, let, seen me, the let me try let me try again. <laughs> let me try again. Well, it's it's a bank shot. I, I'll grant you, it's okay. a bank shot. All right, okay. that's cute. I like so that. It's a bank shot. So they're going too far. They're going too far already. We're seeing them worried about the fact that okay. they know there's going to be nostalgia in in Ricardo Lara's words. There's going to be nostalgia for the time when they didn't have control of this. And here's another example of how the politics inside the Democratic Party are going to push them to go too far. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti was giving a speech at USC, and he was heckled. And there were two groups out there in the audience heckling him about different issues, homelessness and police and housing and whatever else. And he was standing there on the stage saying, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Why? He's very shrewd. He was not going to be captured on somebody's cell phone video yelling at socialists, because that would hurt him in presidential politics in California, where you have to pander to the left. Even if they're socialists, even if they're heckling, even if they're insane, you have to pander to the left so that Kamala Harris or someone else doesn't get to your left. I have another theory about that, Greg. What he was experiencing is the oral equivalent of a spanking. So all he could do was stand up there and say, thank you, sir, man, have another. <laughs> yeah, please, sir, man, have another. <laughs> well, he ended up leaving the stage. They asked The people at okay. USC asked him to leave the stage. No one wanted to insult the socialists. Well, you know what? Most people in California, registered Democrats or otherwise, are not socialists. You know the old joke about I have two shirts? Or maybe you don't know the old joke. There's a there's a rabble rabble. Are you saying I'm not old? I love you already. I do. I'm, oh, I'm thank saying you. you're no one no one here is old. Okay. So here I should card you all just for what you're drinking here in the studio. <laughs> oh, this is Salem. Don't say that. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> We're not allowed. I got in yeah. trouble actually for it's doing a wine a tasting one day. It's <laughs> just a joke. I know. Okay, so there's a rabble rousing communist and he's giving a speech and the, everyone's cheering him and he says to the crowd, if a man has two houses and someone else is homeless, should he not give that person one of his homes? And the crowd screams, yes. And if a man has two cars and someone else is walking, should he not be forced to give one of those cars to the man who has none? Yes. And they're screaming and they're cheering. And if a man has two shirts, should he not be forced to give one of those shirts to a man who is bare chested? And there's silence. Mm -mm. And he says, what? What? And a voice from the front says, I have two shirts. <laughs> and that's where socialism fails. It, it, it does fail. And for our listening audience, I, it's moments like this that I wish we were actually on video because the, to watch Susan's enthusiasm as she told that story just now <laughs> was epic. We should have had that on video. You, uh, your eyes lit up. You were you were totally into relating that story. It was great, and it's a good story. It's a good. It, it, it makes a great and, and valid point. And there are more places where they're overreaching. They're they're going to try and go after local control of housing approvals because they don't think that local governments are doing enough to force everyone into apartments next. To train tracks. So they want the state to have the power to override local authorities and force the approvals of buildings like this. They almost did it last time and then it failed and they're going to come back. Maybe, Overreach. Well, we shall see. Maybe the water rationing will be it. Maybe there's a, we, we talked about this last week about the rebellion in France. 
That's right. That what is it? What is it? People tolerate stuff. They tolerate stuff. They tolerate stuff. But there's something that will trigger it. In this case, when, the, when gas was already seven dollars a gallon, another thirty-three cents in France. That that was the that was the trigger to tr- this pent-up frustration with how they're being treated by their government. Is there a moment? And we shall we shall see. Where where California, these Californians, literally or figuratively, don their yellow vests. I think we're going to see it. I don't think the state can withstand the political pressure inside the Democratic Party to move to the left. And the policies will go beyond. Jerry Brown has said it. Further out than I think the majority of people want. That's what Brown said. I think he's right. We have more with Susan Shelley coming up after the break. Right. And we are also going to be joined by Susan Tully from fair immigration organization to discuss that vitally important subject which plays very dramatically into the political situation here in california back after this hi this is ed hoffman president wholesale capital corporation your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event heard weekends here on am 590 the answer let me talk to you seniors for a moment have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about let me make it simple for you a reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception you don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to you still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to they're just not required so your next question is where does that leave my kids when at some point i pass away did i just give their inheritance to the bank the answer is no your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 0114 MLS 9873 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603-610. Okay, you're Free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. But I do understand consent. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, which of course is every one of our listeners out there right now wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as we get as we count down the days and uh, hope you're having a great time out there uh, battling to get those uh, those little prized morsels of Christmas presents that you are looking to hide under your Christmas tree for the but kids. You always want to have a politically correct Christmas, so we were just giving you an example of that. That's right. With the, with the updated version of the Christmas classic now called Baby Just Go Outside. Speaking of which, I just heard a great strategy to keep your kids in line as you approach, and I think this might be the, the correct time to share this as we introduce our next guest. If your kids are acting out of line... There's a great strategy for parents. Wrap a bunch of empty boxes and put them under the Christmas tree. And if the kids are getting out of line, you just grab one of those boxes and toss it into the raging fire in the fireplace and go, if you continue with that behavior, we're going to toss another one of your presents in there. Mm. What do you think? You know, uh, Would that have worked for you? Could Except we didn't have a fireplace. Oh, well, you just light the whole tree on fire. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Don't recommend that at home. We have, uh, we have important stuff to talk about, Greg. Yeah, we do. Uh, Ann Coulter says, and she's totally spot on accurate, that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And the situation in California 
is a prime example of that, in my opinion. And to help us try to sort that out, we just had this past week, uh, Donald and Nancy and Chuck were discussing immigration, had a nice, pleasant discussion there, shall we say, in the, in the Oval Office. And to help us sort this out is Susan Tully from FAIR, which stands for the Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's one of the leading pro-American, pro-American worker immigration organizations in the country. And welcome to the show, Susan. And we also have, staying with us, is Susan Shelley from the SoCal News Group, an economist there and a vice president with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. So when we say Susan, neither of you will know who to answer. <laughs> we'll get confusing. Well, that, that you have Susan Shelley and Susan Tully. That's awfully close. Yes. It is, both but of those. But it's a pleasure to be. This is Tully, and I'm. A, it's a pleasure to be with you today. It's great to have you back, Susan. And uh, so... Greg, we've sort this immigration issue out for us. Get us started on this conversation. Well, America brings in just legally every year about a million and a half immigrants. And the vast majority of these are poor people from the third world with low skills, not merit-based immigration. And there was just a study that was released in the last week or so that 70 or 80% of these people of Immigrant-headed households, both legal and illegal, are accessing one or more welfare entitlement programs. Then add on that the National Academy of Sciences study from 2016 that determined that legal and illegal immigration reduces the wages of American workers $500 billion a year. Huge cost. Taxpayers and workers, and yet the politicians in Washington, the vast majority of them, want all that to continue. Susan, so what? So, what, believe, so, so yeah. So what? Should, what should we do about this? How do? How do we get our politicians in Washington to put Americans first when it comes to uh, immigration? Well, so we have to first educate the people, which it sounds like is you know you're trying to do. That's what Fair is charged with, first and foremost, education. And you're right. If people knew the United States bring in 1.1 million a year. Um, more than the whole rest of the world combined, legal immigrants, 75% of the world's refugee population each and every year, this is a runaway train we could stop. The question is, do we still need to bring in these numbers? So people need to be able to discuss this without the emotion, but they go off the deep end with emotion, we're a nation of immigrants, you know, and, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean, and so we have to always be a nation of immigrants? Um, and who should those immigrants be? This is a topic that this president has really begun for the first time. Um, and, and people don't want to talk about it because then we have to expose the facts of immigration, which is, you know, it's driving the population of this nation. We are now growing at a faster rate in population than China. And it's not our birth rate, it's our migration rate. And so the question for the future of this country is, where are the jobs coming from? Where is the resource coming from? Why are we doing this? Why do we continue to bring in this number of people? And should we? But if you can't get out of the emotional part of it and just simply saying things like, we're a nation of immigrants, down to the facts, we're never going to be able to discuss this or make a change. You, your uh, title on, on FAIR, which stands for Federation for American Immigration Reform, and if you want to go to their website to see just a treasure trove of information about 
this topic, immigration, immigration reform, you can go to their website, fairus.org. Your title as senior field representative and law enforcement relations manager, I wanted to get your thought on the uh, Border Patrol actually asking. The Border Patrol Union has urged top Democrats to visit the border, people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. What would they actually find if they visited the border? How would that change their mind about a border wall, or would it? Well, it should, because seeing is believing. And I actually, when I worked in Orange County, California, and was the the immigration coordinator for the city of Orange back in 1989, took a contingency of 20, the 28 cities from Orange County to the border. This was at a time, if you remember, where they were racing the border thousands at a time, waiting till the sun went down. There was only one Border Patrol agent for every mile of border. Uh, And so they were coming by the thousands. And um, we were trying to get a handle on it because we were heavily impacted in Orange County at that time. And when (laughs) when the officials sat there with their own eyes and see, you know, what was happening uh-huh. and what a free-for-all it was and the lack of resource that the federal government had dedicated to keeping this nation sovereign. Uh, by the way, it hasn't really gotten any better since then. Uh, but, but the bottom line was seeing the issue um, was really important for them to understand it. Interesting. Susan, is your organization mostly focused on legal immigration numbers or are you looking at the undocumented immigration numbers? All of the above. All of the everything that is immigration related is what FAIR does. We are we have one subject that we focus on and that we're experts in, and it's immigration. All kinds. And you see the, the, the I'm just looking at your Twitter feed for and you go to Twitter FAIR immigration. Its lead item is there's another bill by the uh, cheap labor lobby to outsource five hundred and twenty thousand US jobs to foreign workers. They don't stop. I mean, they, so, they, they, these people do not care one iota about the American worker. Nope. And so the, now what you have is a perfect storm. You have the Democrats who want votes in the future. Hopefully we make all citizens and they vote Democratic. And you have the Republicans who, uh, many of them, the overwhelming majority of them, the globalists, who believe that they should be able to go Get the materials at the cheapest price, take them to the country and utilize the cheapest labor and then sell them, I guess, back to whoever can afford to buy their products when it's all said and done, Um, which won't be us if they continue to find ways to, you know, lower the wages that are here at home and, and outsource the jobs and manufacturing that we do have. Do you have any polling on Democratic registered voters and how they feel about the illegal immigration issue? We just uh, there was just a poll that was done about the wall specifically, and the Democrats, of course, didn't didn't uh, poll as high as the Republicans did. I think it was seventy five percent of Republicans believe that the wall should be built, and but it was still a very high number. It was well over sixty percent of the Democrats. See, that's that. very interesting so, because there is a split in both parties. I have observed between the leadership of the parties and the rank and file, and the rank and file is generally in favor of stopping the, the the huge numbers of illegal immigration. They're quite concerned about it, and yet the leadership in both parties really won't do anything. And that's been, I think, the case since Obama's first term, 
when he had control of both houses of Congress and still couldn't get immigration reform done because there there's resistance to it all throughout the country. Well, again, you know, years years gone past, the Republicans would be better on this than the Democrats, but that's not the case um, with the current leadership, and nor has it been the case ever since probably George W. Bush was elected. He wasn't particularly good on immigration or illegal immigration either. Yeah, he pushed a big amnesty law. Let's take a break here and hear a word from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they're truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Susan Shelley and Susan Tully after this message. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Say, what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how Just walk right out to the door. break the spell. I do know how to spell harassment. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are visiting with our twin Susans today, Susan Shelley from SoCal News Group, a columnist, and Susan Tully from Fair Immigration, one of the leading pro-American immigration organizations. And Susan Tully, I mean, this is obviously immigration has been much in the, much in the news. What's your number one thing? If you could do one thing, accomplish one thing right now in immigration, what would that be? Well, it really has to be the wall. And the reason it has to be the wall is we have to secure that border once and, once and for all. You know, we, um, I just got off the phone with a sheriff in North Carolina who's ended his 287G program. And he what is said, that? You know, what I is that? What is that? 287G is where he's acting and his officers act on behalf of ICE. So okay. they've all been tra- trained and they're basically ICE um, officers. Um, but the the problem is, he said that, you know, he uh, he's getting the pushback, the blowback from his community, which means the activists on the undocumented side of this, and he, it's just not worth it to him and uh, to continue to do this program because he's getting too much blowback from it. And and the bottom line is, he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to. And he he was right. You know, he's he's wrong in his thinking because I'm telling him. Why in the world would you want to put criminal aliens back on the street and not turn them over to ICE? Um, but but the bottom line is, he said, I shouldn't have to do this. And he shouldn't. It's the job of the federal government. It's the They're the only ones who really can enforce the law, and they should be, and they're not. And and frankly, you know, I would love to see Trump go in and, and do what he did on his apprentice show and just fire everybody in Congress <laughs> and start over because these people are collecting huge paychecks, you know, million dollar plus for every congressional office times what, 535 every year. And they're not doing the most important thing that we need them to do, which is, you know, make us a sovereign nation. If you can't control your perimeter, if you can't 
delineate and and hold on to the area that you call your own, you're not a sovereign nation. Well, well it's, it's it's not dereliction. It's intentional. As we talked about before, the Democrats want are stacking the voting deck with mass legal and illegal immigration, and you have these cheap labor Republicans that are. For business wants cheap labor, they're, all, they're, they're in for it, and they don't understand what's happening, or if they understand what's happening to them in their country, they don't care. And California is a prime example. California used to be a reliably Republican state, and after the first amnesty in 86, George W. George H. W. Bush barely won the state in 1988, and Clinton won it overwhelming in 92, and it has never been close here in California ever since. And that amnesty and the mass immigration is one of the prime reasons, and the Republicans don't get it. And they no longer exist. Well, they don't hold any executive office in the state of California. They hold, they hold what, a, a handful of offices in the House and the Senate. That's it. And, you know, it's the most populous state in the, the nation. And all they have to do is replicate what they've done in California, in Illinois, New York, Florida, and maybe two other states. And guess what? The rest of us don't matter. They can control every election from here to, to eternity. That's right. And so, I, you know, people need to, to see this, that every bit of our life, as Ann Coulter says, every area, education, health care, you go down the list, I don't care what it is, is being impacted by our immigration policy or the lack thereof. And if the American people don't stand up and absolutely scream at the top of their lungs about this, uh, and, and, and take action against the members of Congress who refuse to do their job, um, I don't know where this ends. It doesn't look good to me. Well, I'll tell you so where it ends. California goes the rest of the nation. Well, you're exactly right, and I'll tell you where it ends, which is exactly why I have reserved the domain Yellow Vests for USA, where I'm going to start selling you Yellow Vests over the Internet to American citizens because – Ultimately, if it's not fixed before then, that's where it ends. Tell tell us, we, we're talking about border security. The conversation, once again, stimulated by this Oval Office meeting between Nancy, Chuck, and Donald. Uh, the, the whole budget for the country is coming down to this tripwire of a wall. How important? From your your guys' work at FAIR, Chuck Schumer said that the wall is not that important uh, for border security. Tell us once and for all, how important is the wall? Is it more of a symbol of Donald Trump's promise to make to keep America sovereign and do whatever it takes? Or is it really that important of a piece of architecture to keeping America sovereignty? It's all of the above. So it absolutely is necessary in the areas where it's easy to get, you know, two dozen people through that are being human trafficked or or loads of drugs, you know, in areas where it's easy access and there's no good fence. So from that standpoint, the rest of it needs to be probably more technologically, uh, you know, not necessarily a physical wall, but a technological wall. But I think the most important thing, the biggest reason we need to do it is so the rest of the world, for the first time in 30 years, hears the message loud and clear, you're not coming in anymore unless you go through the process properly. 
that's the message when you get 7,000 people showing up at your border demanding that they have access because they want the economy you have and thinking that they actually have a right to do that. Clearly, the message has gone around the world that the United States is open to anybody who wants to come here and take it. So if for no other reason, we need to build the wall so that message goes out because it's 7,000 this week, but it's 70,000 next month, and it's 700,000 next year. Where does this end? What people have to understand is what's also happening in Central and South America uh, at the same time, which is Venezuela is gone. And there are uh, 50,000 to 100,000 people fleeing Venezuela every month. Fortunately for us so far, they're going down, they're going south. They're going to Argentina, they're going to Chile, they're going to other countries. But what happens when they say, we can't take you anymore? They're going to start flowing north. Brazil is right behind them. They have an even bigger population. So this is not ending anytime soon for us. What happens to our neighbors on our southern side of the border will impact us. If we don't get this right, if we don't get it stopped and send a message that people are going to have to start solving some of their problems in their homeland, and we jump in and help them wherever we can where they want our help in their homeland, that is how we solve this. But leaving that border unprotected, Nancy and Chuck Schumer are out of their minds. They're out of their minds to think that border security and building that wall is not important. Oh, there I'm going to differ with you. They're not out of their minds. They are. They they know what they're doing, and they are advancing their political interests with this. And the country and American workers and American taxpayers be damned. They know exactly, so they are absolutely positively not out of their minds. They know exactly what they're doing with immigration. The entire Democrat Party does. So it is, it is a clear, it is clearly an intentional policy on their part to bring about the effects that just what you were describing. Let's take one more pause for here from our, our sponsor for this half hour, and then we'll continue our discussion after this word from All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. But I do understand consent. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private legal citizen. I think that's we need to change that, Greg. Private legal citizen. I think that's an oxymoron. Well, not not legal citizen. I mean, that's that's oh, that's redundant. It's not an oxymoron. No, it's redundant. Citizen. It depends to, on what you're referring to. You could be a citizen of the world, private legal citizen, American I, citizens. Okay. 
any rate, uh, we have we have an extraordinary panel of guests, Susan Shelley from the Southern California News Group and Susan Tully from the organization FAIR. And we're going to wrap up our, our show here with uh, a, a couple of very important points. Greg, take us there. It's my view that you'll, because of the open border Democrats and the cheap labor Republicans, you're never going to get positive legislation out of the Congress. So the question is, what can Donald Trump do under Existing law, for example, Ann Coulter says that he could just tell the military, go secure the border, build whatever fortifications are necessary on the border. We're being invaded, and we are. Uh, So under existing law, and certainly he has authority to bar any entry of all aliens if he wants to under 1182F, what could the president do under existing law? So he's tried a number of things. He can do uh, whatever executive orders he can get passed, but you've already seen whatever he tries to do is instantly tied up in the court. We have some decisions coming down on DACA and some other things, which may you know, open that up, up, up some areas for him to continue to try to do by executive. But as you know, he can't do anything for money or funding uh, short of uh, – Congress. So he could, if he, you know, he has the, if he says the the nation's under invasion, we're being invaded, and we need the military to protect us, I would believe that he could take that action, as Ann has pointed out. Uh, But he really needs Congress to stand with him and not fight him uh, in order to accomplish the best case scenario. Um, I can tell you there are other people. The the, the sheriffs um, have have put together called fundthewall.org, and they um, or maybe it's .com. I'm sorry. Um, they are collecting money to give to DHS. They've got well over a hundred thousand dollars already, uh, and the, and that is picking up as people are seeing that Congress is still refusing to move. So you may see the American people fund this. Uh, and the money is earmarked. It has to be used for the wall. Uh, <laughs> so they may build this wall without Congress uh, and, and just giving money directly to DHS to do it. Yeah, it looks like it's fundthewall.com. He's going to be very limited what he can do um, here on out without the help of Congress. So I, I know this president will do whatever he can as things present themselves to him. He's willing to try it. Um, he's got, he's going this alone and, and thank God he is. But, um, what a sad statement, isn't it? What a sad statement for the American people. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things he can do, which he is doing is policies that improve the economy and, and create jobs and encourage economic growth. And that helps tremendously because some of what we're hearing is the politics of shortages. When you don't have enough of anything, jobs, money, housing, water, electricity, all because of man-made policies of the Venezuela variety, socialist policies or socialist-leaning policies in that direction, you have shortages. And when you have shortages, people feel very, very threatened. And if he improves the economy, everything will be easier politically, economically, and in every other way. That is all of our time for this week. Uh, this will be coming back to immigration, I'm sure. We'll be having Susan Shelley and maybe hopefully Susan Tully back to discuss these issues further. Thank you for listening and have a merry, politically correct Christmas. Hopefully not about us. Please do not imply anything. Baby, just go out. Baby, just go. Baby, just go outside. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.